0: Okay, here we are. Simon's Valley Trip Podcast number fourteen. Today the subject will be breathing with Professor Lawrence Griffith. Does everybody call you Griffin? Griffith? Griffiths? Griffiths. That's how you say it correctly. Griffith. Yeah, Griffith. Griffiths. Griffiths. Some people say Griffith, but Griffiths. Yeah. Griffith. I thought that people would call you Griffin all the time. Like Peter right. Griffin. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <In the States. laughs> Griffin. I get a Larry? Larry.
1: Because of Lawrence? Because of Lawrence, yeah. Oh, they want to shorten your name? Yeah. I'm mad at guns. But then my mom, my father in law's name is Larry, so my wife hates it when people call me Larry.
0: Ooh, yeah. there you
1: go. My
0: man, what's your FMF? Favorite fitness, music, and food?
1: <sighs> That's, I did de- okay, well, you spring in the questions on me straight away. Favorite music is, favorite band's like Zeppelin? Big time. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to put another band down. One of, one of the other, well, let's, let's let's do it. So the other, for me, the two most famous bands coming out of the UK are the Beatles and Led Zeppelin. But growing up, it was Beatles, 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 right? And everyone talks about the Beatles all the time, but people don't talk about Led Zeppelin as much. It's almost, it's not, I don't know. It's like here in the U S everyone knows who Led Zeppelin are, but they don't really know Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be controversial and say that I think the Beatles are, are, are overrated. Um, I have a lot of friends that think like that. Yeah, really? Yeah. I'm in good
0: company then. I have a friend. Well, he was a patient that I worked with. Um, he was like, "Don't name the Beatles. Don't talk to me about Zeppelin. Don't even mention Pink Floyd. It's Rolling Stones or
1: nothing." Mom the Stones. I'm like, okay. I see. We I saw the Stones yeah. live in about 2012. Yeah. Those guys are in their 70s, like mid 80s. And Mick Jagger just owned it on stage. It was so impressive. I saw
0: a clip. I don't know if it was on his Instagram or whatever. Before the shows, his preparation, like the dances, all the warm-ups and Uh stretches that he does with his coach. Then he goes on stage and he rehearses like his little steps and jumps and how he's going to move around and everything. He warms up. Then he goes and does like hot yoga or some shit like that, and then he's ready. Really? And he's still knocking on, knocking girls up. He just yeah. had a baby what two years ago? Really? Yeah. And how old is he? It? Like 82. Yeah, has to be like 240. <laughs> he yeah, he just had a boy. I think it was two years ago, two and a half years ago, and still touring, doing the thing. But he does a lot of shit like blood transfusions stem cells Sleeps in a coffin some probably yeah <laughs> sleeps with michael jackson's uh corpse something like that <laughs> he yeah he. so he's uh big on longevity have you have okay. you read keith richard's autobiography? i have not Project yet i bet as a guitarist you I really, bet bet really enjoy it. heroin cocaine and
1: vagina um, <laughs> yeah, like, like a lot a lot he talks a lot about heroin and he's really open about it and um The word, the reason he quit was it came to a point where it was what's more the only thing more important to him than heroin was the band. Okay. And because he got arrested and got uh, a couple of times he got arrested, but one time came very close to doing time when he got arrested in Toronto and he knew that if he went down, that was it. Game over for the band. Canada doesn't fuck around with with drugs.
0: Even DUI. If you get a DUI, Mm -hmm. I think you cannot enter canada for like 10
1: years something like that really mm-hmm. oh wow yeah he, a buddy of mine he um he got caught he didn't get caught selling drugs when he was younger when he about 17 but we were in a club and he got handed some stuff by someone else who did get caught and he got arrested as well oh. so then this was like nearly 20 years ago and he's meant to come and visit me here in the u.s and when you do from the UK, your visa is automatic just for like ninety days. But you've got to complete this form, and they have all of these boxes, and it's like, have you ever done this? That the, the, the truth. other <laughs> <And> one of <laughs> the boxes of and truth. The, and the boxes of truth, right? And one of the one of the questions was, have you ever been arrested for narcotics? And then there's some other questions like, have you ever been arrested for genocide? Mm-hmm. And it's all like lumped into one thing. Yeah. I and mean, the so he has to go yes. Rather than say no, he probably could have got away with saying no. And yeah, denied. He said yes. You know. He said, he's like, well, I better say yes. And then he, three days before, he did this. He booked all the flights. He was going to bring his daughter over. And then, yeah, 20 years ago, right? Whoa. And he was like 17 years old and he still can't come here. Yeah. Has he tried to, to come back in? Yeah, he went back for a visa interview in the embassy in London, traveled up there, went through the whole shebang, and they were like, no. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's like, I'm done. I'm done. Fuck, that's yeah. heavy, man. And he's like, what, wow, 17 and he's the same age as me, he's 35, so yeah, nearly 20 years ago. Drugs, man.
0: So that's that, yeah. Okay, so, so Zeppelin is the band.
1: What's yeah. your favorite song? record? Favorite record. Record or song? Mm-hmm. Either. Um... I'm not going to pick the the really obvious songs. Um, Bron Bronorai Stomp, which is you probably know the one, but you can't pronounce the words. So Brett B R O N dash Y dash A U R Stomp. Mm. For me, that's like one of their best songs. Cool. Just page on the acoustic, and when you when you read into where they recorded it as well, I am Welsh. Okay, And they had a cottage, I think, when they recorded Led Zeppelin 3, they had a cottage somewhere up in North Wales. Oh, so yeah. So a lot of that I've was seen, record- recorded in Wales. That's where that. that big drum sound came from. Yeah. From the the high ceilings. Of no, that the, was, up that, up I think that was Headley Grange. Oh, okay. So that was, that was in, <sighs> not kind of around London, that place would have been.
0: Okay, so refresh me right now. Uh, the Levy. The Levy's going to break. Which album is that? 'Cause that one is that one, that intro,
1: has those big, big drums. Yeah, I've heard that's what I, I read about a biography about them and I read that that drum beat is the most sampled hip hop beat of all time. I've never I've never yeah, I've never been able to verify it, but that's what it says in the book. Um, I think that's that could be three or four. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know they were. In rubbish that. It was like in it was arms. like a mansion, right, that they rented and they all stayed there for however long they that took him to to make the album. Yeah, and they um, they um, the sound, the drum sound. Apparently, it's because of the acoustics of they placed the drum set right under the stair, mm-hmm. where the high ceiling was projecting. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. a badass song. Yeah, oh, it is. Oof. It's also I love. I think one of the simplest songs that they have is my my two favorites are "Ramblin'" and "California Girl." Yeah, I love from Calif- oh, going to California. I'm sorry.
1: So there, have you listened? To, you listen to the BBC sessions? Here and there, I can't like remember exactly. So there's two, there's two songs on there that were never never made an album, but there's one song that's really good, and I think it's the girl with my girl. She's got long black hair or something like that on there, and it's, it's one of those songs. And you hear it, and you go, "Hang on, I've never heard that before." And it's a, it's an awesome song. It's a really really great song, mm-hmm. but it never made any of the albums. Oh, so. that's sad. And I hear the page is going to be releasing for the that's 80th anniversary. Is it what is it? 69, 90, 50. Yeah, they are they're, yeah, they're yeah 50 years. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to release stuff next year. Ooh. 60, 68, 69. Right, so 68 they formed, I think. Apparently, he's releasing stuff that hasn't been hasn't being shown before. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah,
0: man. Such great music. So, so much talent in one band. Yeah. It's one of those bands, man. They wow. had the, the whole, the whole thing.
1: I think people, people give them shit or people give Jimmy Page shit because a lot of the songs, you can trace it back to traditional blues numbers. Totally. Yeah. And all them, and they say, Oh, he's new, he plagiarized. And I make the point of, well, nothing is, nothing is developed in isolation and pretty much every piece of music that you've ever heard is inspired by something else. I totally. Know, and a lot of these blues songs, when you go back and look at the roots, they're associated to one particular artist, but that's just the first, uh, first artist that recorded it. Yeah. It's not necessarily their song. Totally. They're, they're mostly folk songs.
0: Yeah. You know that um I think House of the Rising Sun was something like that. Oh Yeah, absolutely. It was a super old song, and it was in the... In some sort of archives, and I think it was in the National Library of, of the government here, mm-hmm. and the government just released the songs. It was like, if you go and check and like one song, you can make your own arrangement of it, but you grab the lyrics or the old recording the, and make it yours, and you You're own ready? it. I think that's how... Uh, the animals... This chick uh, there was a there was somebody that sang it before the animals. Love it. Yeah, and but and they they did a, a Cover of it and who hasn't covered that song It's one of the best songs Great song. of all time. Love it
1: so give me a uh, favorite foods I Can go for a good reverse year ribeye steak. Yeah, like any day of the week No, nice. if, if I have that and sushi, but I had sushi the other night. So right now I'm feeling steak steak yeah, we 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 cook a lot in my house and I'm big on I'm big on ribeye and I've just discovered reverse searing. You know what reverse serine is? I think I've heard of it. How do you make that? How so you-, you you get the steak and you put it in an oven, put the oven on about two hundred and seventy-five degrees. So you season the steak, put it on a tray, but put it on a rack so it's not sitting on the metal, and then you leave it cook for like forty-five minutes until the internal temperature is about 10 degrees below what you want it to be. So if it's, say, you want it to be 135, which I think is medium rare, you take it out when it's 125, mm-hmm. leave it sit for about 20 minutes, cover it in foil, and then you get a pan, heat it up super hot, and then you'll just sear it for a minute, a minute and a half on each side with a bit of butter. And it's almost perfect. Mm-hmm. like it every time. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so for me, you know, ribeye, um, I try to, I think people have a misconception still about fat. And how fat is bad for you? Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it. I still eat a lot of meat, but probably about fifty percent of all my calories are from fat. Okay. And do you, have you seen the app MyFitnessPal? I have not. I've so MyFitnessPal is, I think it's it's, it's quite a, it's quite a popular app, and you can put all your food in there, and it tells you right this is how many calories you have in fat, from carbohydrates, and you take pictures of the barcodes, and it pulls all the information in there, and then it tells you well okay you've eaten four thousand calories today and this is pretty much what I eat most days, I think about three and you've eaten this much fat. If you carry on this way, you're going to be 120 kilos <laughs> in, in four weeks. Right. And four weeks, uh, four weeks later, no, I'm not. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Yeah, but the output of calories that you're putting, working out on the mats, and yeah. that counts a lot. I think it does. I, th- I think it does. But I think there's still, I see people, I think there's, there's so many misconceptions about healthy eating. One of them is fat that's bad, and fat from the wrong sources is bad for you. Totally. If it's, you know, really processed fat. but the and The
0: excess. That's the excess. what we really have to take in consideration, especially in the States. Excess. Excess, yeah. yeah. So much. It's yeah. just like
1: left and right, whatever it is, you know, bring it. I think a lot of that comes from carbohydrates and particularly, yeah, too, particularly yeah. sugar. But I, I, I'm just speaking for myself personally, right? I'm not speaking for everyone, you know, everyone in, in the world, but when you eat high, a more high protein, more fat, yes, with carbs, but with a lot, a lot of good veg and stuff. I think the body just goes at a certain point. I can't eat anymore, but apparently, you know, crispy cream donuts, the, the, the most popular donuts are the other are glazed crispy mm. cream. I think it's crispy cream. The most popular ones are glazed and they, they've done studies with rats where if you give a rat just all sugar, or you give a rat just all fat, they'll get to a certain point where they just go, "I can't eat anymore." But if you, if you give them a perfect mixture between fat and sugar, so it does something to the brain where the brain just can't turn, That's that, turn that, turn that, turn that, turn that. Keeps going and keeps going. And apparently, the Krispy Kreme donuts—I don't know whether they knew this—but are a perfect balance. Perfectly 50,
0: 50, engineered 50, fat, for fat, that fat shit. And, fat and sugar. No wonder, right?
1: People yeah. can't eat
0: just one. Yeah. And that's crazy because wherever you go, like, to a job site, yeah, there's those boxes yeah. of, do you guys have them at your company? All the time. Like, Friday, that's the day. Like, yeah. hey, let's fuck up the whole week that we've done about eating or <laughs> healthy Tuesday. and working it's out. Tuesday. <laughs> or it's Tuesday. It's even worse. Like, I an week. email. Let's get donuts. <laughs> yeah, right? It's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, well, sugar, when you have, like, no physical activity whatsoever, hmm. turns I'm into fat bad. immediately especially processed yeah. sugars that the body's like, what the fuck is this that you just gave me? I don't know how to process this. I can't make insulin. If, and if I make it, it's not going to break
1: it. Yeah. So let's just store it right there there's, on there's, the sidelines. Well, there's several different types of sugar. And I think it's, I'm going to, I'm going to get this wrong, I think, but the difference between fructose, which is, you know, a lot of stuff that you get in fast food, like high fructose corn syrup and glucose, which are both forms of sugar. I believe that fructose can only be processed by the kidneys, the, by the kidneys or the liver, one of the two, right? I always forget the details, but glucose can be processed by the, by the organs, the kidneys or the liver, mm-hmm. whichever one it is, and the muscles. Yeah. So you've got a lot more tissue with glucose, so the glucose can do a fruit, your body can deal with it a lot better, but this fructose, it can only be targeted by one or two, one or two, um, organs that has a much smaller capacity and then it has a much, so it, all sugars not equal as well, you know, when you kind of look into it. Yes. I know, do you know this already, or my dad? That's different? terrible. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. I've I've read a lot about it, and uh, I know for a fact because I did a little bit of not a little bit, a lot of med school. But um, the problem that we have it's just this overeating and this repetitive eating because of the that insulin spike. Yeah. You know, you get like a donut, and then fifteen minutes later, you're like. I want another one. I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry. Yeah. That's the feeling. It's not like when you eat, when you have lunch, Yeah. you know, yeah. I ate my steak, my vegetables, my rice, whatever it is, maybe have dessert, your fruit or whatever. And you know, that's it. See you at snack time or at dinner, but with chocolate chip cookies, donuts and all that shit is one, the next thing, two, it's like and then you're just sitting down on your couch. With your hand full of crumbs, just (laughs) like, it's over. I ate it all. Shame on me. But you don't stop. It's just so fucking crazy.
1: I I don't know whether I'm making this up, but I'm sure there are studies that show sugar
0: is more addictive than cocaine. Oh, yeah. I'm totally, yeah. And you know what's bad when you haven't had sugar in, let's say, three months? Yeah. And you just get a taste of it. Mm -hmm. It's that. It's crack cocaine right there. You're just like, I must have more. And well, nothing is going to fucking stop me. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the same of pleasure as cocaine. That's what it is, right? Yeah. 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 Man, it's terrible.
1: Exactly the
0: same center.
1: Without the social guilt. Exactly. And the paranoia that comes with it. <laughs> it's a little easier.
0: Maybe when, when <laughs> you're searching in the bag,
1: don't make too much <laughs> <That's> noise. <laughs> so I've been told.
0: <laughs> don't make too much noise. The really girls really? are going to wake up. And just and the dopamine. Exactly. It releases on the same centers that the brain gets affected by cocaine, sugar, measured side by side on test objects.
1: Dang. It highlighted
0: the same areas of the brain. That's why it creates the same.
1: Yeah. Brain. Damn. That's, that's just that's bonkers. Deep. It, it is. It's heard, so crazy. Have you ever seen the documentary, the men who made us fat? No, it's a BBC documentary. I don't know if you can get it online. Have you seen it? No, it's uh, a they, they, they talk, they document, why we've got such a big sugar problem now in the world, and how it—you do you, do know—about the whole how high fructose corn syrup came about and all of the lobbying that went on in the U.S. in the '70s. I
0: I know that it all started with the uh,
1: trying to blame fat for being fat. Yeah. So leading up to that, they came out of—I I forget the exact dates—coming out of the Second World War and through the '50s. <clears throat> Is that light bugging you? Like he. No, not at all. It. It's 400 degrees outside. It's going to be hot <laughs> everywhere, right? It's, uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, so around Around in the 50s, maybe even in the 60s, they, it was expensive to buy food. So a lot of people were complaining in the US that, you know, it's, it's hard to feed my family, you know, the, the groceries are going up, but wages are not going up. What are we going to do? And uh, at the same time, they. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's exactly when they started mass producing corn, there's a massive excess of corn uh, production mm-hmm. in, in the country. And then at the same time, as well, some Japanese scientists worked out how to t- use corn to develop high fructose corn syrup. Oh, okay. So then they were like, okay, we'll use it, we'll subsidize corn, we'll use the corn, we'll start... And then, the, 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 so the corn production started you know, uh, picking up. Then there was more high fructose corn syrup in the in the diets, and then the weight people's weight started to grow up. I think heart disease went up at the same time, but obviously that's more of a long term thing. And then like got into what you were saying, where people were getting fatter. And in the seventies, they did a big study, or the government uh, commissioned a big study, and they were they they pointed the finger at fat and sugar, mm-hmm. which is you know fair, I think, in many ways. But the sugar industry were like, uh-uh, yeah, nah, don't blame, don't blame sugar. So then they said it was fat, 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 and mm. we're still suffering from that today. Yeah, you know my, my my mother-in-law still has a certain mentality towards towards fat, and she's in her seventies now, and she's kind of changing a little bit, um, and is a bit more, more careful about what kind of fat she eats. Yeah. So st- I remember in the UK growing up, they'd say margarine. You have margarine. You have margarine in the US as well, right? Maybe you called it something else. It's like a man-made. I can't, butter. I can't believe it's not butter. Stuff, yeah, right. <laughs> we have it back in Venezuela, and it's it's just it ha, it's it's processed. Any food that's processed, I just find it really hard to believe. You know, take take aside the GMO stuff, and you know, c- you know, cows that have been fed crap, and all the yeah. shit meat you get, but good quality produce that's natural. I don't think it's going to be. Any man made food is ever going to be healthier. Like, oh, never. I like, find it hard, 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 hard to believe, you know? Did, um,
0: what, what, how old were you when you moved to the, to the U.S.? Two years ago, so 33. I'm 35. Now. Oh, so it's very recent. I'm how really, is recent. The, at the, um, when you compare, like, if you eat a pear, mm-hmm. an apple, or a banana from back home and here, like, the first time you took. A good bite of a fruit here. Weren't you like, what the fuck is this? Is this one of the plastic ones
1: that I'm not supposed to eat? It's, I didn't notice it so much with the fruit. I noticed it a lot with the meat. That too. A big thing with the meat. There's so no you know, flavor whatsoever. You have got. And the, like, you look at a chicken breast in some supermarkets, and you see a chicken breast the size of my, my my thigh, and you go, hang on. Okay, that's $3. Is a reason that's $3, and there's something wrong with that. I think the, the fruit may be less so, um, and I think maybe the fruit is a little bit better in California than other parts of the country. I don't know. I'm going to take a guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, grass-fed beef, as an example, you've got to work quite hard to get grass-fed beef here in, in, in the States, and even somewhere like California, you've got to pay a lot of money for yeah. it. But you just go to the supermarkets in the UK, and if you get just normal organic beef or normal organic butter, it's all grass-fed. Yeah you don't really need to think about it too much so the quality that that's of the big difference that i saw um let's take aside all the fast food and all that kind of stuff which is just crazy yeah but the meat is a big one it's all the big difference Yeah, i didn't notice that too when i started cooking i'm like
0: you yeah, gotta let this shit like marinate for a week for it to chug absorb some flavor from whatever you put on it because yeah. it, otherwise it's not going
1: to taste like absolutely nothing but if you're used to it like what we were talking what were we talking about before we started recording um the pharmaceuticals right mm-hmm. and how again I'm, I'm, i need to be better remembering stats and specifics but i think the u.s population is 10 of the world population but they can say apparently seventy five percent of all the words pharmaceuticals. Yeah, that's which is mind boggling. Oh but God. it's it's the same with the food. If you've grown up in this country, maybe you're just not it's just normal mm-hmm. because you haven't seen how things operate elsewhere. You know, yeah. you've kind of you know grew up somewhere else as well. So it's
0: Yeah, and I remember expensive. that I I worked and hung out with a lot of American students down in, in Venezuela, my hometown. It has a a big uh, touristic appeal. So they will go down there to study Spanish, and we have snow peaks and all kinds of stuff. So we will take them to the farms to pick strawberries. And uh, we had banana trees in my house. You you just go walk outside, (laughs) cook it, eat it however you want. And they were like, this, it's like, it tastes like you poured sugar in it. Yeah bananas back home don't taste like nothing and i'm like that's weird because we live here and all we hear is about the states everything is so much better everything is so much tastier everything in the states and i was like okay when i when i moved here or the few opportunities that i have to come before i was like yeah this banana don't taste like shit it's weird yeah. And then like GMOs, organic, we weren't even familiar with those terms down home. Really? Yeah, everything was grass grass fed. You knew the guy that that had the the cornfields. Mm-hmm. You knew where to go and buy his shit straight up. Of course, he also buy like process like the flowers and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But it's just so different. Everything mm-hmm. is so different. It's a
1: different
0: way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can go. To the farm and see all all the the cows, you know they're that's what they eat. They're grass fed. They're being pasture. They're not being roid up or eating that grain, whatever it is that just
1: makes them big and fat. Have you driven to uh, to Northern California along the Grapevine? Well, I have not. So if you go the Grapevine or the 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 five freeway, so you go through LA, you go up through the mountains, you come down the other side. And then you're going through Central California and all of what Well, that's still southern. But you're going through the Central Valley, and you mm-hmm. go past all of these cow farms. Okay. And you, it's almost it's almost apocalyptic the first time you see it. You know, are those one of the, like slaughter, straight slaughterhouses? I don't, right I don't well. know, but you see thousands and thousands and thousands of cows just all. They're in an open field, but I couldn't see much grass. You know, there's big vats of whatever it is there eating. And I'm sure there's parts of the country where it's it's much worse than that as well. Holy shit. It's almost when that's you when, when you see it for the first time you go, Wow, that's it's kinda of not normal.
0: My wife and I took that trip last week and we were driving up there and we see this big bull and it was so huge that we actually thought it was a statue or something. <laughs> it was just fat and big and huge. It was just like that, just sitting there just Full muscle and fat, super big. Oh, Roy move. No, I, I didn't see him move at all. He <laughs> we was just standing there. I was Barely like, breathing. He must be hot. That's what I thought. I was driving and I was like, it's hot. there. It's,
1: it's just crazy what we're doing. Man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy what we're rounds. doing. That's, that's true. Yeah. It, it's. When you've got a population this big, I suppose you've got to find, you've got to find a way to feed them, but there's... I don't know, There's, there must be a better way to...
0: Totally, because it doesn't to, yeah. justify... You can go to any supermarket any given day, you know that half of that food is just going to waste. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to eat that.
1: Yeah. So we really don't need that much food. And I don't think you can go back to... Uh, in this country, or in many countries, now can go back to a way of more sustainable farming with the size of the population. I just don't think it's possible. With, no. the, with the current way of producing food. I know people have been talked about, you know... Growing meat in labs. I don't know how that's how that's. McDonald's going. style. Not, I think good meat. I think people are trying to work out a way to grow mm-hmm. to, to grow yes. good, good, good meat in labs, and you know maybe you know maybe that works out. But I've I've heard that to to have you know sustainable farming, grass fed, you know like cows that are all grass fed or whatever the case may be, and to feed all of this country effectively, mm-hmm. you would I think you know, like ninety percent of the country would need to be covered in grass. It's just almost impossible with how much meat and stuff to eat. I'm a big meat eater, so I'm I enjoy meat, Meat products. Yeah. Um, so it is. I don't think I'm going to be <laughs> vegan anytime soon. So I'm, <laughs> I'm. maybe I'm just part of the problem.
0: I don't know. It's it's a choice. So and there's I I've tried the vegan diet. I've done keto diet. I've done paleo diet. I've I've done. Tons of them. What do you do now? The only thing that I haven't done is the carnivore 100% just meat. Yeah, that I think it comes with a fasting kind of like the keto diet Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten too deep into it because I think it's just too gnarly to eat so much meat because I kind of do I do my My fasting and I try to stay away from carbs as much as I can Mm -hmm. And the last time that I started it, I started seeing, like, for the first time, results. Like, okay. I was more towards the keto side. Only, like, more fats than I regularly eat, no carbs. Mm -hmm. And just trying to stay very, very well hydrated. And that made a huge difference on everything. And then, like, two weeks ago, I veered off, and I was telling him, like, I've got I've eaten it in and out. I broke my fast. I was having breakfast, like loaded breakfast and everything, hurts. Pancakes. everything hurts. Really? Yeah, yeah, immediately, immediately. Energy levels drop. I can't wake up early. I'm like dragging. I drink my coffee and go back to the couch, fall asleep. It's dumb. So it's just the food. Immediately, I'm like, "Oh, okay. This what, can't, you, what is your fastest? What's your fastest number Um, eight to twelve. Yeah. But sometimes, um, I push it a little bit more. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like if I'm having a good day, I can, for example, Fridays, I go and teach that class at Icon, then I do the Yoga. open mat. Yeah. And no, the class that I teach is most, sometimes it's cardio, strength and conditioning. Yeah. And at the yeah. end, we do like 10, 15 minutes of yoga, just like the stretch and the, the cool down. Then I go and roll for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And then if I come back, one of the things I like to do on Fridays is swim. Mm. So the body loosens up a little bit and, you know, the water so good for you. Yeah. And if I, if I, fe- if I feel good, I won't eat till like three, four o'clock. Yeah, so that's the other thing. It helps you the two first weeks. Have you ever done intermittent fasting? I do it. I do it. Yeah The the hangry face the the first week or the two first week It depends for for some people it's one week for some people. They're just like grumpy all the time I'm like, dude, just fucking eat (laughs) Stop the bullshit. Yeah, it's not (laughs) worth it. You're a grouch. I've been a grouch all my life. I don't need any of that negative energy But it, it was easy for me, as a matter of fact, right now I'm kind of like pissed at myself for not for allowing myself to to go off of it. But I'll
1: have breakfast once a week
0: with the family. That if we go out on Saturday or Sunday, I'll do the same because yeah. I'm not gonna be there. Like my girls, and my wife are eating. I'll be like,
1: let oh, I'm I'm get the, the coffee coffee or make sweet potato pancakes at home. And I'll do those sweet potato pancakes. I like it. They're I haven't good. tried those. Yeah, so well, I it, love sweet
0: potatoes. It's, it's we eat
1: more sweet potatoes than regular potatoes. Yeah, yeah we eat a lot of sweet potatoes. We put them water pretty much every day. So depending on whether you count sweet potatoes as paleo or not, apart from that, it's all paleo as well. Cool. So like flax seeds, chia seeds, nice. a bit of almond, maybe a bit of cinnamon, all mixed up with eggs. I, I do, do the.
0: Have you ever bought the the trilogy of seeds? No. It has chia, flax, and hemp. Really? That's what I get. And I put it on, on my salad, on my on my pancakes, yogurt, and the chia seeds with water.
1: Yeah. A little bit of water. That. Well, I, if, I'm, if I'm real hungry at night, so you've had a hard day of training, and then you eat dinner, and I find if I don't eat enough for dinner, I can tell that I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night hungry. So one of the snacks that I will do is I'll get a big, probably two tablespoons of chia seeds, coconut milk. Okay. And mix it up with the coconut milk. A little bit, of, a tiny bit of honey, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of cacao, and mix it and leave it so it all soaks up the juice, and it's like this chia seed pudding. Okay. That's a pretty good one. Ooh. Good you're that. talking, brother. Yeah. Midnight snack.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we have an excuse for a good, a healthy <laughs> snack. Yeah. Not that shorts. shit that we've been eating oh, yeah. these yeah. past <laughs> weeks. Midnight. We've been bad. We've been very
1: bad. Yeah, that was pretty good. I had a mug I, I ate pretty
0: badly yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So,
1: yeah. Drunk a little bit too much.
0: I did I did good for what is a custom. Yeah. I, I I did very good
1: because sometimes it's just too much. Oh, my God. Savage. I it's could savage feel, I eating. Could, I could feel it today. I wasn't hungover. I don't know, I had about five or six beers, so I didn't drink a ton. I was never never drunk and then kind of sobered up and, well, before I went to bed. And it... Like a big slice of this chocolate brownie my mother in law had made with cream cheese on top, like a lot of sweetened cream cheese and berries, and it was it was pretty good. And like a load of Bratwurst and a burger and it was like salad. there was salad and stuff in there, but I could feed it today, you know, it was almost almost not yeah, I think wiped out just from all that food. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. And that's when you start seeing like, all
0: right, what did I eat?
1: hmm
0: You're used to eating meats. So that's not the question. The thing is, what did you eat with that meat? Yeah. The whatever bun you had, if you made your hot dog or your burger, the yeah. type of cheese that you put on it—that's where everything starts coming together. Like, oh, okay, now, now I see. Yeah. So I try to do that yesterday, but at the same time, like. Sausage—that's all processed shit. Like, you that's know? <laughs> <too good. That's laughs> if you didn't make that sausage from the from the animal, you didn't kill it. It's just too much. So there's certain places that
1: like we had a butcher in London, and you don't get even in the UK. There's not that many local butchers anymore. Most people go to like a big supermarket, mm-hmm. the equivalent of a Walmart, yeah. and stuff, right? which is a little bit sad Some of them are still there, and you can you can go to some places and still get good sausages. Yeah, yeah there's probably you know a few like. Noses in there and ears and that kind of stuff, yeah. but but you 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 can tell the difference right? when you when you cook it and it doesn't just ooze out with all the water.
0: Have you gone to the one in Carlsbad? No, oh, I have to ask my wife what's the name of it. They're German. Mm, is it a a, a restaurant or a, or a butcher? I think it's called Tip Top. I think my buddy's been there. Yeah, they they have a here. little restaurant okay. in it. So you can order like their sandwiches yeah. and uh, a couple of cuts they'll make there for you. Oh, that's cool. They don't fuck around, man. It's good shit. Ooh. There's a good it's butcher so up in good. Marietta. A naughty pig? Yeah. All right. My wife, <laughs> she she feels bad about the name and she doesn't want to go and buy the
1: meat. It's good. It's a, it, it, if you go to a butcher, around you you? There's probably not another butcher in like 50 miles. I know. But it's a bit more expensive. But you, you can, yeah. you know, if you go there, you know, not so often. It's the, the meat's good. The I, meat is very good.
0: She heard it or picked up the card somewhere. I can't remember where. And it was recommended to me at Dan Henderson's gym because I saw the card and I asked. I asked the, Ryan, the manager, it's like, "Do these guys like legit?" And he's like, "There's no best meat around here." It's awesome. So I told my wife. She's like, "I feel guilty the naughty because thing. of the name, the <laughs> Naughty Pig." And I'm like, "Come on." We gotta get it. We gotta go and get it. There's, I think, there's a guy here in Wine Country, that he sells all products goat-related. Mm-hmm. The meat, uh, milk, and uh, cheese. I still love
1: goat cheese. When I, still, when I still, I don't eat cheese anymore. You don't I really not. I, I mostly, I mostly follow like a paleo diet. Okay. I eat, I eat rice. Okay. Um, I eat some beans, but try to limit that. Um, but cheese. I have noticed Now we had. We do gluten free pizzas like now and again and we did mm-hmm. and we did one the other day and I could feel it on my stomach the next day, you know, from the cheese. Well, I don't know whether it's a gluten free base or, or the cheese. Okay. Um so not I'm not super strict about it now and again. if I like if I, for example, when we went to when we went to Italy, I about a year a no, a few years ago. I was still paleo, I'm eating pasta, I'm gonna eat pizza, I'm in Italy. Right. Right? If I got a place and it's really good bread, I'm gonna eat the bread rather right? than I don't bother about it too much but cheese I reckon plays in my stomach yeah.
0: yeah so you do have like certain lactose intolerance
1: i never eat i think apparently everyone does because every needy everyone if they drink milk their their saliva and their mouth gets really thick and their nose will start to clog up i think everyone does and it's the same with for me a lot a lot of a lot of like eating and healthy eating is taking stuff out of your diet and seeing how you feel then mm-hmm. trying it again and seeing how it feels for you and there's no you know, we were talking right about people that eat entirely meat. I don't think I could do that. People that are entirely vegan, I don't think I can do that. I but I eat a lot of veg, I eat meat, I eat nuts, I eat seeds, whatever. Yeah. But it's working out and kind of do, doing 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 them doing the kind of the mental math on if I eat this, I feel like this. Mm-hmm. If I eat this, I feel like that. Totally. That's bad. And it's it's a, it's a bit of trial and error really. There's I think there's core principles that everyone can follow. Like Avoiding volume processed food you probably the biggest one. Yeah,
0: I noticed one thing, and we're going to start talking about the real juice of today's episode. Like a month into rolling, I started to feel very tired. Mm. So I kind of like didn't ask anybody. Yeah. Like any of the, like Sal or Tom or Tino, anybody, I was just like, I might need to start eating meat again. At that time, I was strictly vegan. So I, I told myself, it, it's probably meat. I'm going to need to go back to meat did it make for, for jiu-jitsu. I ate meat, and it was specifically they had, we did a little barbecue over there at the, at the ranch, and uh, there were turkey burgers, meat burgers, there was chicken, all kinds of shit. I ate everything. The next day, even my eyelashes hurt. Everything hurt. Really? And I was like, fuck. Because when I switched to vegan, I didn't do it, and, you know, like most people do it, like, fuck people that eat meat. I'm not going to be one of them, whatever. I'm going to be better now. And I'm going to have the sense of entitlement to tell you you're an asshole because you eat meat. No, none of that. I just wanted to feel better, right? Yeah. And I I felt like good energy, and I think it has to do a lot with your mental thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you say, I'm just going to change the way I eat, I'm going to train a little bit harder, and I'm going to focus on this. You'll see that it's always easier than if you go to the doctor and he's like, well, if you don't drop those burgers, you're the one who's going to drop on the street. You know, restriction is always negative. So Mm -hmm. when you... Put yourself through it, and I think you just say, all right, that's my next goal for the next three months, something like that. And I felt super good, but then I started rolling. I was like, I, I felt weak. I felt, like, lethargic, almost like, for me, the second and third month of jujitsu, jitsu like, rolling was instead of like all right now i'm gonna see if i learn something mm-hmm. if my brain is processing if my body's adapting it was like torture really i would look at kai it was like the fucking jack the ripper was coming to get me i was <laughs> like no not this guy again and it was almost like shock i i, I didn't even want to roll it how, was, how long was like, this three four months ago Maybe longer. uh yeah right about like before tino left like yeah, so three months. A, yeah I w- I was like two two and a half three months into it, but then one day I was rolling with Watino, and he was telling me like, oh look at you, you're so strong. Look at that guard. Oh, is that the yoga and whatnot? But then he told me like, you are so fucking tight. You're not even breathing. Mm-hmm. You're just focused on. I'm not gonna let this guy pass my guard. I'm not, yeah, but and he was like, I'm I'm cool here, but in a minute you're out. That's it. So for the second row, it didn't matter if it was a white belt that was beginning that day. It was him or a blue belt. I was spent, and he's like, and think about this: you are a yoga instructor, mm-hmm. and you are tight. Mm-hmm. You're not breathing. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not. Breathing properly, you're not oxygenating your body properly, so you're you're fatigued immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, that's a slap to the face." I'm supposed to come here like breathe, motherfuckers, and I'm like <laughs> choking on my own lack of breath. So we go to that point. Breathing, breathing. Yeah, you you gotta um, you know who Wim Hof is, right? Yeah, I, I I practiced his. You did the techniques. the, the, the Robot, Robot. method. I want to say four or five months. Okay. Took for a while, actually. I-, I did it for a while, too, with the cold showers and everything. I spent
1: the with all the cold
0: stuff, it's... and I-, I wish I had a nice bath. I love it. Yeah. I love it. The cold stuff is awesome. I've done it with my um, uh, pain management patients, and yeah, they okay. like it, too, because when they feel that tingling sensation, it's just like something new for them, you know, and it takes their mind away from the pain so much -hmm. That we do, we do, I do at least, we do six weeks with with each uh, patient or each class. And we do like starting the second or right at the half of the program, the third week. Yeah. We do it once a week. And they're like, man, that shit is awesome. I yeah. love it. It's so good. And I'm like, yeah, man. I wish I, I wish I could pay you to go with whim and yeah. walk uh, Mount Kilimanjaro in your underwear <laughs> and, and boots, and you get rid of that pain because I know, I know what it feels like. But you have a very interesting approach for uh, breathing patterns, techniques, and exercises, and you apply it yeah. to jujitsu very well. I have not seen you gassed out once and you get there just one hour and a half non-stop and with all different, you know, all levels of, of knowledge and belts yeah. and it's very impressive because a lot of people, you know, you go and look around, especially when you begin you're, when you're starting, it's like what can I do to have better cardio? And the breathe, answer, breathe. the answer of 99% of all the places that i've looked or all the blogs and whatever is like you just have to roll you just have to roll and roll and roll and roll and roll and i'm like no there has to be something else you have to do something off the mats to complement what you're doing on that you can bring onto the mats and do it
1: there there's there's so much to talk about with breathing and i think I'm kind of building a framework in my mind of how it should be applied to Jiu Jitsu